Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're going to talk with Kate Deverna and Alan Adelson, the creative people behind a new documentary called The People vs. Agent Orange. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. How did you come across this story? I didn't want to make the film. Uh, it kind of started 10 years ago when a young woman, an actress who had volunteered in an orphanage for Agent Orange victims, children, approached me at a party, stuck her cell phone in my face and said, so you make documentaries. I've just been working with the saddest children on earth. Nobody even knows about them. You have to do something to spread the word. We go deep with documentaries. It can take four, six years, in this case, 10 years. And I was very resistant. I thought, this is an old story and a world with new problems. But the investigative journalist in me, I had covered the chemical industry for the Wall Street Journal, was speaking sort of subconsciously, if these poor kids were the result of deliberate human decisions, if corporate avarice led to the suffering and destruction of their normal human forms, then these children are here to warn the world that our values are utterly screwed up and we need to do something about it. I decided I'd start looking into it and the internal correspondence within individual chemical companies such as Dow's such as Monsanto, and then their correspondence with one another, unprecedented correspondence with their competitors to warn our herbicide is contaminated. And if we don't don't do something about it, the government's going to stop buying it for the war effort and they're going to prevent us from using it in domestic agricultural markets as well. And I thought, okay, I think we've got to dose this um, lesson on world society as best we can. We have a whistleblower in the film, Dr. James Clary, who was an Air Force scientist and who had never been interviewed before but wrote a report for the Air Force's internal use only. And that report attested to the terrible damage that Agent Orange was causing in Vietnam during the war years. And it got buried. His uh, report was immediately classified uh, secret. And the government denied that it had existed decades later. The volition to blow the whistle that Dr. Clary felt was something that had to be triggered. 
and a colleague of his who had done important research into the toxicity in Vietnam referred us to Dr. Clary. And Dr. Clary eventually consented to be interviewed. And so we went and, and filmed him on his farm in the American Southwest. He blew the whistle. So did this helicopter service guy who's using his cell phone to film the vaporization and the drifting of the herbicides off the mountainsides they're spraying and how it's washing down in Oregon into the creeks and into the reservoirs where people drink it. And that's happening now, it's happening today. In the beginning, he's this wise guy um, narrating as he's driving up this mountain behind a tank truck full of chemicals, going past a state park and saying, they don't know what's going by. <laughs> they don't know what just passed. We're going up topside and we're going to toxify things, he says, almost in this self-mocking way. And then he gets sprayed himself. Maybe his pilot knows he's using his cell phone and and wants to strike at him. We don't really know, but he, he's cursing and slapping the... It's all being filmed by his camera. I think he was unaware by that point that he actually filmed himself being sprayed. Slapping the gunk off of himself. And then he's coughing up blood and his skin is breaking out and he's outside a hospital um, where he says they're treating me like a biological hazard. They won't even let me inside. I'm supposed to go through this decontamination shower. The People vs. Agent Orange follows Vietnamese activist Tran Tana, who in a French court is suing the American chemical industry for poisoning her and her family in Vietnam. And in Oregon, Carol Van Strum, battles to stop the ongoing spraying of toxins by the timber industry. These women will stop at nothing to warn the world um, what's going on. And they have built up the volition to spread that word over decades of commitment and against great threat. Carol Van Strum is absolutely cynical about almost everything that, for instance, the EPA says about chemical safety. She has gone so deeply for so long into the toxicity reports and the cover-ups and the manipulations for her, EPA stands for Environmental Pollution Agency. She has exposed the deceit repeatedly and continues to do so. Madame Tron, in bringing her lawsuit in France against the American chemical industry, has devoted an enormous seven years, an enormous amount of energy and time. She's dedicated her life to this lawsuit. And you have to have faith in the judicial process to do that. 
We won't know until May 10th how those seven years will culminate. Tron's lawsuit is an act of faith in its own right. In the U.S., two huge cases resulted in only minor retribution against the chemical companies. One of them led to a $180 million settlement with the U.S. veterans who had been contaminated in Vietnam and whose children uh, were being born deformed. But there were so many of them that at most they got maybe a couple of thousand dollars a piece to deal with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a deadly disease that's going to hang over them for all of their lives. And it's only been recently that the Brown Water Navy got any kind of recognition for their exposure. Just what, this past year? Yeah. Yeah. They've been trying for decades. Brown Water Navy being the guys in the swift boats who uh, were patrolling the Mekong River Delta. Which was all sprayed, by the way. And bathing in bathing in the water, water getting water ha- out of the river to make into their drinking water. We left on the cutting room floor an amazing American tragedy. Admiral Elmo Zumwalt was the chief of naval operations in Vietnam. And he ordered the use of Agent Orange after the chemical companies assured his staff that it was safe. He was trying to pull down the casualty rate. They were dying in great numbers from being ambushed on the side of those skinny little waterways that are covered with brush. The swift boats were getting um, ambushed and his casualty rate was going sky high. So he wanted to defoliate the riverbanks so they couldn't shoot on his his boats. His own son was a skipper of one of those swift boats. And Admiral Zumwalt's son came down with two forms of simultaneous cancer non-Hodgkin's and Hodgkin's lymphoma. And his son was born with intellectual deficiencies. The Admiral and his family ascribed those deficiencies, the disease and the disorder to the Agent Orange, which the Admiral himself had ordered. After his son died, Admiral Zumwalt became a leading spokesman for care of the veterans who were affected and to warn through Congress and hearings that the use of these herbicides uh, was spreading more and more disease and deformity throughout the society because now it had been brought back for use in U.S. agriculture. Even after the American military stopped using it in Vietnam, it was brought back home for use in agriculture, in the farms, along roadsides. Half of the chemical composition of Agent Orange is 2,4-D and 2,4-5-T. They eventually got rid of, they thought it was that the dioxin was in the 2,4,5-T, so they stopped using that. 
but two 4Ds still being used. There's another woman in the film, a former physician, now retired, who is approached by these, quote, men in suits who come to her door. She's been out there giving interviews on uh, local television and appearing in conferences to warn people that the broadcast spraying of these chemicals is causing deformity. She's delivered in extremely rare deformities two children with almost no brains anencephalic monsters as one death certificate puts it that's the medical term for it they come to her and they say to her do you know at all times where your children are and she has to acknowledge she doesn't and she takes that as a warning a threat that her children are in peril and she quits she acknowledges right on camera it worked i quit that she also it. brought all of the material all her research all her papers and everything to the northwest coalition against pesticides and spraying she brought it to another group and gave it all to them so that someone else could take it up i feel like i was like the orchestra conductor of all of these various people and their struggles and all of the stuff they put together their research their photographs their film their their law their trials their you know all of the work that these people had done was put into this pot of a film do you know what i mean like we all contributed from all over the place people's work from 50 years into this film that now is coming out so the next generation can continue on this is the editor speaking. I'm, the, I'm speaking as an editor right exactly i'm the so. hunter gatherer and she's the editor <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, process that you go through in putting a documentary together and <laughs> alan you're smiling a little bit um, am i i'm yeah. surprised to hear that <laughs> i thought it would be a woebegotten look when you smile, there's some things I bet that are enjoyable, and there's also some challenges I'm sure that you face. And I don't know if the smile's coming from, oh, God, I dodged that bullet, or, oh, this was just a piece of cake. <laughs> I guess you can see my wheels spinning. Development hell is by no means the most enjoyable part Although the good news when you get a grant, especially first dollars. Right, and um, foundation grants that kept us going. Can turn you euphoric. Yeah, it's like you suddenly feel vindicated because you're working on a subject that people think is an old nut. Who wants to hear about Agent Orange? It's so over, it's so history. I hope there's sort of a scientific purity to the investigative process. Obviously, you go where your uh, nose is picking up the smell, but you have to be open to whatever might exist and not press a prejudicial thesis that will mislead you or prevent you from discovering the truth. I believe the truth is always way more astonishing and important than anything you might imagine. And I think documentary films 
tell stories that are very often far more dramatic and revelatory and surprising than dramatic feature films might. And it's not a surprise to me at all that documentary films will often be the seed or kernel from which feature films evolve. One such example is with Dark Water, the story of uh, DuPont's toxic... The Devil We All Know or something like that was right. the name of the, the devil, documentary. The Devil We Know is the documentary about the Teflon and uh, fire retardants and stuff that... And we ha all have it in our bodies. That was a frightening film. And we have dioxin in our bodies as, uh, as well. But come um, on, it makes it so much easier to make an egg. <laughs> what do you want? What are you, you going to stop eating eggs? Come on, Alan, no, look. A little I, olive oil is better. I you. would strongly recommend you go for organic eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one thing, if there was, that really shocked you about this film? The thing that clobbered me uh, was a very, very personal experience filming in Vietnam. Madame Tron had gathered many of her Viet Cong colleagues in a household uh, to just kind of renew old times. The women came wearing, still wearing their black pajamas. And while we were filming, I stepped out of the main room where one of the mothers had her highly deformed teenage son. And I came and sat outside of the room where the women were conferring, in the room where this mother and son were. And he had withered limbs, was clearly intellectually handicapped. And he came to me and started stroking my face and embracing me as if he knew I was in pain and he was comforting me and I was overcome with sorrow and grief and guilt at what had been done to him. And we embraced one another, both of us crying and Madame Tron came out of the room where she was with her colleagues and scolded me and said, Alan, we don't cry about this. We fight about this. We fight to care for these people. We don't just cry about them. She wanted to give me the spine that she had. What? ultimately did you learn about yourself in making the film? I think most of the lessons I've learned about myself have come from Kate's perseverance. I don't hang in there typically nearly uh, with the staying power that Kate does. She is rarely satisfied, almost <laughs> never satisfied. I've often thought, okay, we nailed the story, and she is grooming and grooming and finding flaws and correcting them. She's unforgiving about fine flaws. Cutting. Fine cutting. One word that comes to mind, just in what I've observed here, 
firecracker. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's fun. a firecracker. Yeah, you read personality so That's well. That's dangerous, though. You don't want to have that in your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're such a great team together. I think you're right, because as husband and wife filmmakers, we can fight much more than a typical professional relationship might allow. I mean, how do the Cohen brothers and the Taviani brothers deal with that kind of who's in charge who's in control now <laughs> i i I, I think i know who's in control of this one i think you do too oh, yeah no, it's, swing. it's a tennis match what would you like an audience to go away with after they see your film the people versus agent orange i want them to go to the website versus, which is bs agentorange.com and go to the resources page and they'll see all the organizations that are all still involved with various aspects of what was shown in the film, fighting for peace, fighting for environmental rights, fighting for community rights. Do we have the option to be able to tell our politicians that we don't wanna be sprayed? And what else is in there for Vietnam veterans, for Vietnam victims? for children of Vietnam. I mean, the list is incredible. It's very impressive. All these organizations that have sort of more or less gotten involved now with the dissemination of the film. We saw courageous people making enormous sacrifices for others. And people who see this film, I'd like to see them take on that level of commitment to do good. And support, um, yeah. yeah. Supporting the people who are out there doing it. For more information about the film, including where you can see it, visit thepeopleversusagentorange.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon.